0: Jesus criticized religious leaders for telling commandments of men rather than those from God. But how can we know the difference when men say God said? We're going to continue that discussion next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? And this is part two of our discussion of teaching for doctrine the commandments of men and putting aside the commands of God. Uh, There have been hundreds of break-off groups from the original Mormon religion, and every single one of them may claim that they have a prophet, and then they proceed to say that what that prophet teaches comes right from God. Now, we have with us again, as our co-host, Karen Bradshaw, former plural wife, former member of the AUB polygamy group, and we're going to be discussing again the doctrines of men, as was taught by the leader of her group, all Allred. We were both raised in a polygamy group, different groups, but we were both taught the doctrines of men that did not come from God. But this is what Jesus said about it. We want to quote what he said again from Mark chapter 7.
1: Uh, how be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the traditions of men and the washing as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things you do. And he said unto them, full well, ye reject the commandments of God that ye may keep your own traditions. And that's what
0: Mormonism is. And they have rejected the commandments of God. Jesus said, there's no marriage in heaven. Uh, Jesus said that marriage is monogamy, affirming the the story in Genesis of Adam and Eve. Uh, But the LDS and the polygamy groups, all of them, have put aside biblical teachings and replaced them with their own commandments and justify it by saying you can't trust the Bible, despite the fact that the Bible has passed every test of authenticity and correct transmission through the ages. Now, please know that we are not attacking individual polygamists or plural wives personally, but we are challenging false doctrine. We are contending for the true Christian gospel and faith as taught in the Bible, a gospel that is of grace, not works, a gospel of monogamy, not polygamy, a gospel that God sacrificed for you rather than you sacrifice and suffering for him. So we continue with Rulin Alred's sermons, which we're getting from his book, a book that's been put together, compilation of his sermons through the years. And uh, we are on page two where he said, the Book of Mormon is full of the revelations and the commandments of God. So, and then he preached yeah, this, we and, quote this. Yes,
1: and I remember this very well. And I was, I, I couldn't wait till we had the, the seal portion. So. There is even a greater portion of that record, which is sealed when we live by the principles already given to us. A God can see that we will obey his laws. Then he will open the sealed portion for us. OK, so
0: previous to that, he has said the Book of Mormon is full of the revelations and commandments of God. But polygamy, baptism for the dead, endowments, temple marriage, celestial marriage, even temples The United Order, Secret Rituals, the Law of Sarah, none of those are found in the Book of Mormon. Yet the polygamists all hang on to those and more that's not in the Book of Mormon. (laughs) Now, if there is a sealed portion, which you said you've been looking forward to, and that sealed portion is something that God's people need to know for better godliness, why in the world would a good God seal it away from them? Not let them have it. God isn't that kind of a God. In this sermon, Allred taught that because the Mormons were Christian, the government was able to force them to give up polygamy, that the federal government would force them to bow the knee to a Christian edict of monogamy or be destroyed. Now, of course, that's just talk. (laughs) There's no history that backs that up. And the Mormon Church does not embrace Christian doctrine. And then he said this, and we quote,
1: I want you to know that upon this principle, the government succeeded in destroying the church, meaning the LDS church. This fight is going to continue and it will get worse.
0: So he said the LDS church is destroyed. That's not true. It's not. Not yet. (laughs) But according to him, it has been destroyed and it was destroyed because of monogamy. Yet it was God who instituted monogamy. Besides that, the LDS still hold polygamy as a righteous principle for Joseph Smith and for the future.
1: Yes, we were really taught that monogamy was so evil. And that's why there was so much prostitution in the world, because of monogamy. That's what they taught. So we hated it. We thought it was a wicked uh, way to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what they taught. And the early Mormons taught that too, exactly. Uh, of course, he was wrong um, about all these things. That's not true. And they call themselves God's kingdom. But God never condones racism or favoritism or polygamy. Where does God condone polygamy? Where did he commanded it? They're all doctrines no, of men. And mm-hmm. polygamists have come up with them. Now, we're scouring through some of all his sermons as printed in the book. And beginning with part one, uh, which we did last time, we've noted several heresies that are, that are embedded in just one talk. Just one talk. And that's just some of them, not all of them. They set aside the truths that Jesus spoke and replaced them with their own teachings, then claim their God's commandments. The next sermon was given January of 1970. It's entitled, quote, The gospel is believed to be true by many, but is only lived correctly by a righteous few, end quote.
1: Yeah, and we were (laughs) always taught this,
0: too. As you're going to see that when he uses the word gospel, he's referring to plural marriage. Now, that's not good news, right? But that's what the word gospel means. But that's what... The gospel is to them. Mm -hmm. Now, he said that the mayor of Salt Lake City at that time, 1970, believed that there were 5,000 people in the state of Utah who believed in and practiced polygamy. He suggested, already suggested that they should double the number to make it more accurate, that there were probably 10,000 people in Utah who believed polygamy. But there's tens of thousands more than that now in 2000. And twenty-two, But he said that out of that 10,000, there were probably only half of them who believe in following the rules and regulations regarding polygamy. Then he said, divide that number in half, and there are 2,500 people who believe in being governed according to the government of God. Notice he said, as laid down by the prophet, commandments of men. We make an interesting, by the way, I think sometime we ought to do a program about he's claiming that they're not living polygamy according to the the laws and regulations. But why don't they live it according to what the Bible says? You know, don't marry your sister. Good point. Don't, oh, marry... Yes. <laughs> don't marry your sibling. You're, you're. <laughs> Your wife's mother, your wife's mother and all of that. So we ought to do a program on that in one time. But anyway, he makes an interesting comment about how polygamy will damn many people. And I have that quote. Yes, I heard this
1: all the time. So it puts you in fear. A lot of fear yeah. of ever leaving. That's if their you, tools, is fear. You yeah. Bet. And so, I have good evidence that Brigham Young meant what he said when he said, The principle of celestial or plural marriage will damn more than it will save, because that's only one quarter of 10,000. <laughs> okay. That's the 10,000 polygamists that are supposed to be in Utah, is
0: what he's doing that. Now, I've heard that statement, too, you know, all my life, that polygamy will damn more people than it will save. So... Think about this, folks, if you're in polygamy, think about this. If polygamy damns more people than it saves, those are odds that aren't worth the risk, especially when you can turn to Jesus and he will save 100 percent of those who trust him. There's no risk or works or polygamy in turning to Jesus. And He gives you His no risk
1: guarantee. And here's that guarantee. We quote from Second Corinthians. For all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. That is why it is through Jesus that we utter our amen to our God for His glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put His zeal or seal upon us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me i will never cast out so he gives
0: us a seal of guarantee
1: you just want to rejoice when you read that
0: and that's the only sealing by the way that's in the bible No Mormon sealing is there, but the seal of the Holy Spirit guaranteeing our salvation when we come to Christ is the only sealing you'll find in the Bible.
1: And that would explain a lot of my turmoil after my sealing. There was just no joy or peace or happiness. It it was a lot of turmoil and pain Mm -hmm. and questions, confusion,
0: which brought you to the truth. Eventually, Mm -hmm. as the book of Hebrews says how can we neglect such a great salvation? It's all about Jesus. You know, it has nothing to do with polygamy or the commandments of men. How can anyone do better than what's guaranteed by Jesus? We don't risk polygamy or living it right or wrong. We're, we're, it's guaranteed by Jesus. We're confirmed by his blood shed on the cross, which is the only true new and everlasting covenant. It's so simple. We just have to look to him. Just that. that lovely. Yep. Now, in this sermon, Rulin already said that there are those who are making a rather poor success of living the principle of polygamy. Now, what I would like to know is what is a poor success? Oh, he made a it's poor success. It's either a success or a failure. It's not. Uh, it's, <laughs> But but that's what he said. They're unable to live polygamy in a matter acceptable before our Heavenly Father. Well, of course they can't because polygamy is not acceptable, period, before God. But there and there's no law of polygamy in the Bible. You won't find that anywhere or, or in the Book of Mormon. And he claims he's teaching God's word and God's scriptures, but there's no law of polygamy. Can't find it. Preaching for doctrine, the commandments of men. And according to Jesus, that's a dangerous place to be.
1: Yeah. So true.
0: Okay, let's go to his next sermon. It was in January of 1970, and he quotes from the polygamy revelation. In section 132 of their Doctrine and Covenants, where Joseph Smith said that all those who enter into any other kind of marriage would only be ministering servants in heaven. In other words, any marriage that makes polygamy, uh, that isn't polygamy, will make you a second or third class citizen in the kingdom of heaven, serving those who live polygamy. They threatened that with the women
1: who left, too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But later on in section 132, they say, if you don't live it, you're damned. So there's a contradiction right there. Anyway, Mm -hmm. then he said this, and we quote.
1: One wonders why the principle polygamy is so sacred and so divine and so beautiful. But when you consider that the first commandment that God ever gave the children of man to Adam in the Garden of Eden was to multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And without this Procreation It is impossible for gods to increase themselves and extend their domain and their kingdoms and their worlds. Then you begin to understand how important it is that women who have no children, who long for them, who knows they are the stars in her crown of glory... Can understand that this is the most sacred and holy thing, especially if she loves her husband with all her heart and soul. She wants him to save and endless to have an endless kingdom. Sorry about that. She wants him to have an endless kingdom and she wants to have children that she can claim as her own in the new and everlasting covenant.
0: Okay, so there's a lot, a lot in here. There's
1: a lot there. <laughs> there's
0: a, too much there. Missed reading. Uh, miss, uh, <laughs> we don't have time, of course, to point out every single thing, so we're going to pick here. Uh, every word of it goes against what God has revealed in the Bible. Uh, a few things we want to point out. First, he said, We wonder why the principle of polygamy is so sacred and divine and beautiful. You were a third wife <laughs> to a man with five wives. Would
1: you say that describes your marriage? sacred, divine, and beautiful? No, not at all. It was, a, it was um, from the very beginning, it was a trial. And you're always trying to um, find happiness in, in what you can do to please the family, the husband. And, uh, and it's, there's a lot of heartache and pain mm-hmm. and suffering yeah. emotionally. It's, uh, it was really said well by um Kristen Decker in her book where she said it's psychological torture
0: psychological to torture and I, and I just look at my own mother's life of course I didn't get married in it but my I grew up in a polygamous home she was a second wife and her life was not divine and sacred and and um, uh, beautiful it was it, it, there was there was so much loneliness and pain that and lone, you know so the, lonely, the so almost alone. abandonment yes. uh, and for, for either her or the children so, no, it's not sacred, divine, and beautiful. Second, he starts talking about procreation. Now, this is the part that really <laughs> Irks. is interesting to me. <laughs> we all know what procreation is, right? Now, he preached, quote, without procreation, the gods cannot increase themselves and extend their domain, their kingdoms, and their worlds. Do you see what this boils down to? At the bottom line, sex and power. Sex, sex, sex. That's the bottom line Your Sex is required for procreation. And people populate kingdoms. There's no kingdoms without people to be in the kingdom, to rule over. And that's the polygamous goal, to become a god with many wives and children to worship him. Pleasure and power. He's just repeating the lie that the serpent, who is the devil, told Eve in the Garden of Eden, take the forbidden fruit and become a god. That same heretical lie that plagued mankind into sinful rebellion against a good and loving God. In this sermon, he said that children are the woman's longing and are the stars in her crown of glory. (laughs) Boiled down to this basic teaching, women have kids so your husband can become a god mm-hmm. the only way that happens is sex it's all sex and power and the more kids a man has the better of a god he is so let's have a lot of wives nothing more than that that's all it is all couched, mm-hmm, all couched in words that make it sound as though god has divinely ordered such a thing commandments of man put in place of god's commandments And all of it to glorify, satisfy, and give power to the man. And then he said, these children, the women give birth to, makes it so she can claim her place in glory in the new and everlasting covenant. That's polygamy. (laughs) The eternal work of every Mormon woman in Mormon doctrine is to be a plural wife to a God husband and have babies for eternity. That's her place of glory. But that is not true, heavenly glory. Not the glory, not the heaven the Bible talks about. And again, every time a Mormon sermon is given that mentions the new and everlasting covenant, they are referring to polygamy. That is made clear in section 132. But we mentioned earlier, the genuine new and everlasting covenant is Jesus Christ dying on the cross for the sins of those who will trust in Him alone. Let's read from Luke 22.
1: And he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten saying, this is that this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. The new covenant. That's the New Covenant. That's it's, the New it's, Covenant. It's not marriage. It's and not the blood celestial. of Jesus. Yeah, that just shocked me when I read that. Like it, and it hit me because I always thought it was the New and Everlasting Covenant was of marriage. Yeah. That's what where our salvation came right. from. It wasn't in the sacrament of Jesus' giving his life for us.
0: Right. Exactly right. They've replaced the death of Jesus on the cross for our sins with polygamy. And yeah. that is... And that's their salvation. That's replacing, uh, like Jesus said, they teach for doctrines the commandments of men and put aside the commandments of God. The new and everlasting covenant is Jesus' death on the cross, and that's it. There's no subsequent covenant, and the only one Jesus made, and that was on the cross, on our behalf, and that's it. God alone that's uh, it's his only plan for celestial glory for humans purchased by Jesus alone and established. And we challenge every Mormon or polygamous viewer to prove otherwise using biblical revelation. And tragically for ruling all red and all those other Mormon polygamists who follow Joseph Smith's polygamous salvation plan. They merely exchange God's truth for a lie. And worship and and exalt created things rather than the Creator Himself. And that's Mm -hmm. explained in Romans chapter Mm 1. And we suggest everyone on the planet read and become familiar with this chapter. But let's quote a couple of verses from it.
1: Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they ex- exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creator rather than the create the the, crea- creature. the creature sorry rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen and that's what they're doing
0: but thinking they can become a god and be worshiped
1: they're
0: they're they're serving the creature rather than the creator the creator is not a creature he created he hasn't been created And this is a sad result for people who refuse to know and and believe and follow God's truths. He's revealed these unchanging truths in the Bible. And they've remained the same truth throughout all generations from which God authored it. That he's unchanging, uncorrupted, and the burden of our salvation was on Jesus, not on us. He alone is the Savior. Polygamy is not the Savior neither is the polygamy group or Mormonism. So, let's continue looking into this particular sermon by Rudin Allred. And there's some comments made in this next section that may cause some distress Mm -hmm. in your digestive system. In
1: 1841, 42 and 43 that this doctrine was continuously referred to by the prophet Joseph, along with the salvation of the dead, baptism for the dead and the endowments for the dead, the turning of the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the children to the fathers, those great two, these great two things are touched upon perhaps more in his discourses and in his writings than anything else. In those closing years of his life, we find he had 35 other wives sealed to him during his remaining years of life the prophet had at least 56 wives while he was here in the flesh and there had been another 200 or more sealed to him since that time a man who stands in this his position in celestial glory there is no one of those or there is not one of those wives who will not only honor him as lord but look upon, to look up to him as a shining light, and as a God, and literally worship him, because of their, because if there, oh, it's hard to read that, <laughs> um, because that's what we were taught. Um, because if there ever was a man who walked this earth, who was pure and holy and good, there was none who excelled him, except it to be Christ and Father Adam lots of garbage in
0: there like i said distress in your digestive system <laughs> and there's so much in there that needs to be addressed and actually the teaching of men is difficult and enslaving where the teaching of god is just freedom and rejoicing oh, yes and simple it's as simplistic as yes, so in the gospel light joseph smith is not a god and he's not being worshipped by all these women in Mormon celestial glory. Because if he is, and Mormon polygamous doctrine is true, then God is a deceiver. He's a liar and cannot be trusted or believed for anything. We must either trust God's word or men's teachings. There's no in-between and there's no fence sitting because the fence belongs to the devil. How do we know Smith is not a god? Because God said so. We begin with Isaiah, chapter 45, verses 21 through 22. It says, Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no No other." other. Can't yeah, better than that. Now we realize Mormonism adds a disclaimer to verses like these by saying that the earth has only one God, but there are other earths and worlds that have gods of their own. First, no one has the authority to add to or change what God said, and he didn't say that ever or anywhere. Second, there are verses that tell us that there is
1: only one God anywhere, everywhere, and always. Let's quote one of them. Okay, Isaiah 44, 6. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the the last. Besides me, there is no God. So God Almighty of the Bible is the first God
0: and the last God. Okay, And And there's no in between. (laughs) That's it. And he plainly tells us that Joseph Smith is no God anywhere. We have another verse.
1: Two verses, Isa- Isaiah forty four eight. I love this one. And you are my witness. Is there a god beside me? There is no rock. I know not any. Isaiah forty five four five. I am the Lord, and there is no other beside me. There is no god. So
0: he, there's no other god in some heaven or earth or world in galaxy far
1: far away. There there there's no other god. And god said so. I, we were also taught. Well, my husband taught me this secretly, like I'd never heard it ever taught besides him, but he said that Joseph Smith was the Holy Ghost. Oh, I think James Harmston claimed that. No, he claimed he was the Holy Ghost. Okay, go ahead. Because he was a testator. He was a second witness of Christ. Oh. Because he saw the Father and the Son. So he was a a Holy Ghost. Oh, my word.
0: (laughs) blasphemy there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, he claimed to be a rock in that verse you read, and of course... Uh, that means that he's unchangeable and cannot be moved. That's the the meaning there, and he again says, "There's no other god but him." We have
1: another one from Daniel. Oh, sorry, Daniel four thirty four and thirty five, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or none can stay his hand or say to him, "What have you done?"
0: Okay So if he is the most high. What does that mean? It's the most all. high. And this most high above all who is in charge of both the heaven and the earth, the heavens and the earth, as Daniel is saying. How can there be another God and God not know it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's most high God. There's none besides Him or higher than Him or, or other than Him. And His kingdom endures from generation to generation. It was never lost. And Jesus said in John seventeen three that He is the only God. Any other so-called God is not a true God. Joseph Smith is not a God. And enormous mem- numbers of women are not bowing down and worshiping Him and calling Him Lord. Now we're out of time, <laughs> but there's lots more to discuss in this last portion of his sermon, and there's more sermons to come that we are going to go through as time goes on. We'll finish it at a future program. So there you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Karen. I could help you with appreciate. This. Yeah, appreciate your input. You know, Mormonism and polygamy doctrine is made up of so many laws that it becomes a burden too heavy and too difficult for people to bear. But that's not of God. Jesus said, quote, come to me and I will give you rest. He also said, quote, come to me for my burden is light. And besides that, all of the New Testament talks about freedom from religious law and resting in God's grace. In fact, when you're under all those so-called laws, you do Do not have Jesus in Galatians, uh, the Bible book of Galatians, Galatians chapter three, it says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster or the law, for you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. If we don't have faith that is in God's grace, we are not children of God and we do not have justification or forgiveness. If you're under any law as a help for salvation, you're lost. and You need to reject all those man-made laws and commandments and cling to Jesus only. And that is God's law. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by a Shield and Refuge ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.